keeper. Praise God. You know, tonight we are blessed, honored, privileged to have the family back together. Evangelist Joyce Rogers is precious to Don and I beyond anything that we could say. I remember many years ago, I guess, uh, Evangelist Joyce Rogers, it would be probably 15 or 16 or 17 years ago. I think you and I were both about 13 in those days, right? But uh, you were preaching the Charisma Women's Conference. Those were the days when nobody knew your name. You were there to do a morning session long before you had ever preached for Bishop Jakes and all the doors that have opened up. And you wound up taking somebody else's slot who was late for church. Tell your neighbor, don't be late for church. You never know what you'll miss if you're late for church. And <clears throat> what had happened was, come on somebody, she had she had preached the place apart that Friday night. And it was the Charisma Women's Conference. In all actuality, I'm actually going to be speaking. They're, re, they're relaunching the Charisma Conference, and I'll be preaching that conference here in the next few months. Look at Jesus. Amen. But anyway, uh, my wife came home and said, this lady just absolutely preached the house down. And she said, and you are going tomorrow. I said, I am not going to a women's conference because I had been in a little bit of a funk. Come on, somebody. You never been there, but pray for your weaker brother. I was discouraged. I was, I just thought, man, I am just tired. I, I'm weary. And I said, I'm not going. What, what business do I have at a women's conference? But you know, it's amazing how much authority and power a Proverbs 31 woman has. Come on. So I said, I will go. And I, and I went aggravated. And I went and I remember sitting on that front row saying, what in the world am I here for? And not only that, they got me sitting on the front row. And it was before everything had blown up here at Calvary. And I just felt like, what am I doing? I'm in this place. And Evangelist Joyce Rogers got up there and started preaching. And she said, you think you're depressed, but you're just uncomfortable. God had to make you uncomfortable because where you are is not where you're going. He's about to bless you and push you into a whole nother dimension. Not level, but dimension. See, when you go to another level, you can see the level that you used to be on. But when you go to another dimension, you can't even see where you came from because God has brought you so far. And that was a word for me. And I remember sitting there, I start crying and squalling and trembling and shaking. And I knew at that moment, this is my family. That was almost 18, 19 years ago. We have been the closest of friends ever since then. I love her so much. She is not a guest, she is family. Let's let evangelist Joyce Rogers know we are glad she's in the house. Come on, sis. Come on, give God a shout as evangelist Joyce Rogers takes the platform tonight. certainly is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. There's no place like home. There's no place like home and I'm so excited to be back tonight with my brothers and sisters. There's a song that, that I'm not going to sing but uh, the lyrics of the song say, Father, here we are back together again. 
I've got my brothers and sisters with me. We're all on the family plan, and we are here once again to give you the glory. So I'm just so excited about being at home to give God glory. I honor, yeah, come on, that's a good place. I love Pastor Jim. I love Pastor Don. I think they are the real deal. I know God has called them into the kingdom for such a time as this. And anytime you are connected or associated with the real deal, you get to see them go through the time of testing and the time of trying, trials, but it's all for the perfecting of the ministry. I love the grace that God has put upon them. I love the anointing that God has put upon them. I love the authenticity that God has put upon them. I love the Jesus in them. So will you help me celebrate and appreciate my brother and my friend, Pastor Don, Jim and Don Riley. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What about the music ministry? I love it, I love it. I need y'all to record that so I can take the songs with me everywhere I go and act like God just gave them to me in Revelation. But what a wonderful. I have some good friends that are here. Sister Faith and her family is here. So I'm so glad to have them here tonight. Listen, I just believe we're at a point where God is shifting the body of Christ to a place that we've never gone to before. The struggle is the fact that the enemy knows huh, his time is over. That God has raised up an army of people, a nation of people that are not afraid to cry loud and spare not, that are unapologetic about what holiness really, really is. A group of people that say, before I take it back, I'll live it. Before I take it back, I'll add more to it that this is my day, that this is my time, that, and it does not matter what I have to go through, God has called me to survive. I don't know why, but when I was preparing to come here, God said that this is gonna be the night where we're gonna bless designated survivors that you have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. And not just called, but you've called to be MAD. Just look at somebody and say MAD, M-A-D. That acronym is to make a difference. You've been called to make a difference and not just to make a difference, but you've been called to go big, go believing in God. And while you're believing in God, you've been called to make a difference. So what I want you to do, I may do a little talking to you tonight. If you will, let's go to a familiar passage of scripture in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the 28th chapter, verse 1 through 6. Acts 28 verse 1 through 6. I do have a new book. Hey. And the book is titled Go Big. Look at somebody say go, 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 go big. Go believing in God. You want to rush out and get that book tonight. We only have a few, but I will be out signing the Go Big book and you want to meet me out there. The book is to challenge you to come out of your comfort zone and do some things you've never done so you can continue to get some things you've never had. Amen. In the book of Acts, the 28th chapter in the book of Acts, the gospel according to Acts 1 and 6. Again, very familiar passage of scripture. And it reads, And when they were escaped, then they knew that, they, that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present, the rain, and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, 
whom thou whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. How be it though? How be it? They looked when he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a god. When they couldn't figure it out, they gave him a name. Keep that in mind. When people can't figure out who you are and what's going on in your life, they label you. But you don't have to be what people have labeled you. But this is the part I want to extract from them. They looked. They, they, they looked with intensity, thinking that that situation should have literally destroyed Paul. But after a great while, they saw that it caused him no harm. Now, I believe that I'm with a group of people that God has given victory, dominion, power, and authority. But I also believe that I'm with a group of people where folks have stood watching, expecting you to swell up. Watching, expecting you to swell up and suddenly die. I believe I'm with a group of people that other folks thought were not going to survive the test that God provided. See, it's a, it's a difference when, when God provides a test. Everything that comes in your life doesn't come because Satan brought it in. But there are some things that the Lord allows to come in your life. He says in verse Peter that the trying of your faith, that the testing of your faith, being much more precious than that of silver or gold that perish, though it be examined, but though it be tried in the fire, it might come out as glory, honor, and praise at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So there are some things that people thought that Calvary was not going to endure. There were some things that people waited on the sideline to see how Calvary was going to come out. There were others that had already counted you out, but God sent me here to pronounce upon this house that you are, you shall always be, no one can take that from you. You are a designated survivor in the Holy Ghost. So just look at somebody and say, out of all that I have gone through, I am a designated survivor. You're not here by chance. You're not here by happenstance. But you're here because God decided in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he had a plan for this church. That he had a plan for this house. And his plans was good and not of evil to give you hope and a future. And if God has a plan for your house, not just this house, but I'm talking about your house. God has decided that your address is the designated address. You shall survive. You shall survive. I know the plans that I have for you. God stands back boldly and says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil to give you hope and to give you a future. He had already predetermined. He'd already decided that you were going to advance in the mess. <laughs> He'd already decided that you were going to come out complete, entire, wanting for nothing. He'd already decided that the folks that had counted you out was going to end up joining the church. He'd already decided that your family members are going to be saved. Why do you think, why do you think that that correct take you out. That bullet didn't take you out. The drugs didn't take you 
sin didn't take you out. The things you, oh, come on up in here. The things you can't talk about didn't take you out because you are a designated survivor. Psalmist says to you, in Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at the right hand. But the danger would not come to you. Can I just tell somebody, whatever happens from now on, you're going to only be a spectator. You shall not be a participator. That you're going to be a spectator because you've been designated to survive. Millions, millions, millions didn't make it. But you were one of the ones who did. God chose you. I said all the time before your mama met your daddy, God had already chose you. You were not a slip up in the back seat. You were not a mistake at the hotel. But God chose you before your mama met your daddy. That's why you weren't aborted. Even when mama thought she couldn't afford to have another baby, somehow, some way, God made a way out of no way. And you don't have anybody in here that'll say I was designated to survive. Designated to survive because God made a decision concerning you. You're a winner and not a loser. You're a winner and not a loser. Ah, you're the head and not the tail. Ah, you're, you're above and not beneath. Ah, ooh, the people that couldn't deal with you last week, oh, they're not going to be able to look your way next week because you've been designated. Ah, your, such, your circumstance, ooh, your circumstance right now is not permanent. God is about to shift this house. Ooh, God is about to shift this house. I see them coming in and I see them staying in. They're not just coming, but I cancel every revolving door syndrome. I cancel every spirit of intimidation. I cancel every lie. They're coming from the north. They're coming from the south. They're coming from the east. They're coming from the west. Because they're looking for some designated survivors. been designated to survive. I know, and I don't know, I know in the spirit realm, God told me to say this. In the spirit realm, it's been a journey. But thank God that the process was ordained just for you. That the process, oh, I said all the time, he's not worried about the process, he's worried about the product. You know, the process is not gonna kill the product. The process is just going to get out of the product what he had prearranged for you to have. You have been designated to survive. I, I, I put this down. Just look down your row and just start clapping to, to put, for the people. Tell me, thank God. Thank God you survived. Thank God you are designated to survive. I don't know your story, but I know there's a story behind your glory. So I just thank God that you survive. And because you survive, I release in this house uh, activities in new areas. God is about to shift you to some new areas. I decree up in this house new energy. Woo! God is going to give you new energy. Hey, 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 hey. I feel a fresh wind coming up in this place. I feel the glory of the Lord being released up in this house. You're about to get new energy. There's about to be a new spirit of revelation released in this house. Somebody scream, do it, Holy Ghost. a new one by one a new discernment the anointed not only shall break every yoke but God said the anointed is about to destroy every yoke when you look back at where you are and when I look back at where I am 
My testimony is just like some of your testimonies. <laughs> We've had some experiences, some jaw-breaking experiences, some breathtaking moments. Oh, a test that tests the very core of our faith. Oh, thank God, though, hey, I passed the test. I believe I'm in the house with some test takers. Some test takers. See, the devil wanted you to be intimidated by the test, but I'm not intimidated by the test because God designed the test just for me. He knows what I can handle. He knows what I can take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth. Shall come forth as pure as gold. All we have, we still have our joy. I believe I'm here with some radical designated survivors that will say in the spirit realm whew, that if it had not been for the Lord whew, on my side, I would have lost hope. I would have fainted had not I believed, the summit said, had not I believed to see, check it out, tell somebody, check it out, had not I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I had to look beyond what I was going through and look at the goodness of the Lord, because if I fixated on what I was going through, then I'd be walking around, sometimes I feel like a motherless child, but the devil is a liar, I didn't fixate on what I was going through, I fixated on what I was coming out of. Do I have anybody that say I'm coming out? They said on it, I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Yeah. Yeah. I've survived some things. Lamentation 3, 20, 23, excuse me, from the easy read Bible said, I remember well all my troubles and I was very sad but then I think about this and I have hope that we're still alive because the Lord's faithfulness never ends. every morning he shows it in a new way great is thy faithfulness I can wake up with a smile because I know that great is the Lord's faithfulness. And then I get to laugh in the enemy's face because I am wrapped up and tied up in Genesis 50 and 20 where it said, but as for you, you thought evil against me. But God, this, this thing blessed me. Whatever I was designated to go through, you meant it for evil? But God meant it unto good. In other words, God did a boomerang. What was designed to take me out brought me in closer to him. What was designed to shut me up made me shout. What was designed to take away my praise made me create a praise. It was cause God, God did a boomerang. God turned that thing around. Nahum 1 and 7 say, the Lord is good. <laughs> Stronghold in the day of trouble. So I was designated to survive. Let me, let me just give you a little from the, from the text to walk us through. That so, so we leave here even more victorious. And not only leave here victorious, but we will leave here with the mindset that I need to leave the seat on beside me empty. <laughs> because somebody's coming in to sit that I don't even know. But in, in the text of Acts, the 28th chapter, but before we get to the 28th, let's, let's kind of look at the 27th chapter. The, the 27th chapter, you all already know this, Paul is exiting a troublesome situation. He has just survived a shipwreck. I believe I've got some shipwreck survivors up in here. Woo! 
some shipwreck survivors where, where the enemy tried to shipwreck your family or your finances or your relationships. But, but thank God we were handpicked to survive every shipwreck that the enemy sent our way because Isaiah 43 talks about it when you're experiencing your shipwreck experience he said that when you pass through not if and maybe but he said when you pass through the waters I'm going to be with you Woo! yeah 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 when when you go through I'm going to be right there with you so, so you have to be like Paul you have to be assured that whatever I go through Isaiah's already said that he was going to be with me I'm not in it by myself so I have to find a tactic from the Holy Ghost to survive what I'm going through so Paul had been in a shipwreck situation but he went for broke Whew. how many know every now and then you have to go for broke what are you saying evangelist he had to get on a broke float Whew. In order to get to the next side. See you looking for something whole. And God may not use the whole totality of that thing. He might want to see if you'll trust him on a broke float. I don't know the whole scripture. But I got a broke float. I don't know the entire 23rd song. But I got a broke float. That say the Lord is my shepherd. made it on a broke float. That's how he got there. So he made it to the 28th chapter. He thought he had just gotten to a place where he could take a breath. <laughs> Woo! And all of a sudden, he finds himself in a new situation. For I don't know if this commercial is down here in Florida or not, but there's a little commercial that's advertising a cleaning product. And it's a little bitty boy, and he has on shorts, and he's trying to get his belt loose. And he's standing up trying to get his belt unbuckled. And he can't get it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, every, and, and all of a sudden, he said, Mommy, we have a situation. I come to tell somebody, Paul said, Jesus, I've got a situation. Have you ever had a... Have you ever had a situation? Have you ever had a situation? An unexpected situation. So here Paul is at a good place to hurry on. Paul is at a good place and, and he's at his safe haven. As I was studying, uh, Melita talked about it being his safe haven, but then his safe haven became a little chaotic. What do you do when, when your safe haven becomes chaotic? See, the enemy would want you to run. When things flip on you, the enemy and religion, watch out for that little religion. Religion try and make you think that God is not there. Because if God was, I'm talking to some real people, because if God was there, it wouldn't be like this. But Paul, Paul knew within his heart, no, 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 no. I, I know God is still with me. So he stayed at the place, although the things were going haywire at the particular place because he thought perhaps he was going to get some rest. But instead, he, he, he built him a fire. He, this blessed me. He built a fire, but concealed in the fire was a snake. A motionless creature was in the fire. I want you to know snakes may be around you, but get ready. There's something that's been working against you and your household that's about to be exposed. God is about to show the motionless 
physical, motionless, demonic forces that are the principalities that's been assigned to your destiny and to your purpose, to the growth of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the restoration of God and his people. That thing has been lying motionless, but God is about to expose it. And not, not only that, God is about to expose the, the smiling, friendly enemies. God is about to expose those that's been laughing in your face all the time trying to take your place, the backstabbers. God is about to expose those that have been talking doubt, been talking doubt, been talking doubt in your spirit. You know God had given you a level of faith to go to the next level, but they came cunning, they came shrewd, and they start dropping doubt seeds. And you thought because of who they are, that they wouldn't try to put doubt in you but the devil is a liar he's about to expose just like the Holy Ghost fire went in and shook the snake brought him out I release in this high fire of the Holy Ghost I wish my brother's soul would just Catch on fire so that every tactic, every strategy, every hindrance of the enemy be brought into the light. The snake jumped on Paul's to get through. The snake jumped on Paul's hand. You, 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 you know that because the enemy plan was to destroy Paul. It was to destroy Paul. But I, I need to put a sidebar here. It, his plan was to destroy Paul, but I... I refuse to let a snake take my life. I refuse to let the tactics of the enemy take my life. Jesus' plan would not be destroyed in my life, but it would be manifested. And not only will it be manifested in my life, it would be manifested in your life because Luke 22 and 31 said, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, I've already prayed for you because the devil desires to have you and to sift you as we. He desires to take you out of here. He's asking. He said the devil is asking excessively. Every time I turn around, the devil is asking for you. He's asking excessively can he have you every waking moment every waking hour the enemy is up there asking for you he, he wants your mind he wants your spirit he wants your level of commitment he wants your forgiveness he wants your love he wants your family but Jesus said don't worry about it because I've already prayed for you and I didn't pray Oh, I didn't pray that you didn't lose a house or you didn't lose a car or that you didn't lose things or you didn't lose people that is not what I prayed for but I pray that with, that your faith oh, remain stable, that your faith remain consistent, that your faith. Look at somebody and say, I'm a designated survivor. And Satan can't have you. Isaiah 54 said, no weapon that is formed against you shall get the advantage. <laughs> I come here to say where God is shifting the church, where God is shifting your house, where God is shifting your family. You need to get ready. You need to stand bold. You need to speak what God has spoken. You need to take the word, put it in the atmosphere and say, now God, you said that no weapon that is formed against me shall get the advantage. So I take kingdom authority and I say, Satan, you can't destroy my children. You can't destroy my grandchildren. You can't destroy my increase. You can't destroy my health. You can't destroy my business. Just look at somebody and say, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. And put it under your feet. Shake it off. I come to tell somebody you're not going to swell up. They're expecting you to swell up. They're, but they're expecting you to be affected by your situation. You've been bitten by the culture. We've been bitten by the things that are happening in the earth. We might be a little lightheaded, but I come to tell somebody 
get up, make up, dress up, hold your head up, because it ain't over yet. The Lord is on your side. The Lord is with you. He said in Mark 16, and when you take up serpents, and when you drink of any daily drink, that thing will not hurt you. I come to tell the designated survivor that your best is here right now. Say yes! Say yes! Somebody scream yes! Yes! I know who I am. I'm a designated survivor. I'm a child of the king. I'm on kingdom assignment. I'm not trying to get anybody to like me. I'm not even trying to get anybody to approve me because I am a member of the royal priesthood. I'm not fanatical, but I am chosen. I'm Isaiah 61. But it's all right now. It's all right now. Because I'm stronger. I'm wise. I'm better. If I never had a problem. If I never had a problem. How could I tell you that God could solve them? But I'm wiser now. Because I know Romans 8 and 28. That say, and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Just high five somebody and say, hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. You're going to be all right. You're going to get through this. They're going to come back home. They're going to come back home. They're going to come rejoicing. Say, is there room for me at the cross? Do I have anybody up in here that'll say, save my household? Save my family? Save my children? Somebody scream, And I just want to go over three things because I am a designated survivor. I can live by faith in the Word of God. Somebody scream assurance in His Word. Whatever He said, He shall do it. He is not a man that He should lie nor the son of man that he should repent so i have faith to believe that whatever god spoke to me it's just a matter of time i live by faith i don't have fake faith but i've got real faith and a habakkuk kind of faith that say the just shall live by faith i may not have evidence but i've got faith in his word can I drop some in this house? I come to tell somebody that your light affliction, which is but for a moment working in you, a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. You've been designated to be standing when it's all over. Look at somebody's neighbor. After this, there shall be joy. After this, I'm gonna be standing with my hand up, say blessed assurance. 
something because you are a designated survivor and we're in this thing together you've got to know how to push the alert button back to TV every now and then a commercial will come on and somebody will say help I've fallen and I can't get up they might be in the bathtub they may be on the golf court but help do I have anybody here that'll say help I'm not where I should be help I'm not as committed as I should be help I'm not dedicated to the ministry like I should be help I'm not investing like I should be investing in tithing up and help I'm not even investing in my own worship time but this is what I like about that commercial there's a voice on the other end the voice tell the lady, don't worry. Represent. 
if you're not where you should be. And get it, it's not about an outward appearance. It's about the intimacy of your heart. Somebody ought to see you slam your finger in the door. And you say, my God, how great thou art. <laughs> and not say something you have to apologize for later on. Somebody ought to see you at the restaurant where the waitress was downright rude. But you were designated to survive that situation. So you win that person. Someone ought to see you coming in this church from this day forward with at least two additional people. Some that have never heard of Calvary. They've just been watching you. They know that what you do has nothing to do with your human ability. But they know it has something to do with the power of the Holy Ghost. Your best days, no, 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 not are coming. <laughs> Put your hands together and celebrate your days now. <laughs> Remember when he shook it off? This is the point. When he became victorious, in that setting, they could not understand it. Oh, come on. They're not going to understand how you got the victory. They're not going to understand why you didn't fail. So what do people do? Human nature, psychology. If I can't understand it, I make it up. This is why you do it. I give you labels. But I cancel, even now I hear your Holy Spirit, I cancel every label of hindrance that's been put on you from generation of past. You're a survivor. You're a survivor. And the reason why God wanted you to survive is so that you could represent him by saying, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The revival is on, but I release revival fire in you. So you don't have to wait till you get to Calvary to go there. You come in Calvary there. And if you're not from Calvary, whatever your church is, God gives you that revival fire. You're the person that's going to make a difference. And if I may do this, if I may do an altar call tonight, because huh, I'm looking at survivals in here. I'm looking at people that God has spoken over your life. Hmm. Say that your present situation is no indication of what your future shall be. For I'm taking you higher. I'm looking at a group of people whom God is saying to you, look, if you just speak it, I'll bring it to pass. You say, but I'm waiting on the pastors to speak it. No, 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 no. I need you out of your belly shall flow rivers. And I need you to speak it at your own house. So when you get to his house, it's already done. I need some of you to roll on the floor in your own kitchen. I need people to look at you crazy and say, why are you acting like that? <laughs> you look back at them and say, if you only knew. If you're here tonight and you want us to just join in, you might be, saying, you might be pushing the alert button saying just help I need someone to come in agreement with me that's what that alert button is it's just I need someone to sync with me in my time of advancement the 
Last thing I do want to say, God is saying to you, pastor, pastors, and all of you, because he cannot do it for him and not do it for you. Revelations 3 and 8 says, look, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. You have had little strength. But I set before you a, new, a door of new opportunities. I set before you a door of advancement. I set before you a door of untreaded territory. He said, get ready, get ready. Get ready. I, and I don't know what this means, but I see him coming home. He said, just get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I see him coming. And what I hear your Holy Ghost and say, tell them the ones that are coming are the people you've been praying for. Or the people you've been fasting and believing God for. The people you've been looking behind to see if they're coming in yet. I dare you to just look toward the door and start celebrating. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Here come your cousin. Here come Pookie. Here come Shaniqua. Here come Elizabeth. Here comes Beth. Here comes Matt. Here comes my mama. Here comes my daddy. They have survived. And if you're here, come on down to the altar. Tonight, you say, tonight is my night as a de designated survivor to be filled with a level of faith that cannot be denied, to be healed, to be delivered, and to be set free, even to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you're going to come, 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 come. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Those of you that are here, those of you that are here, that's it. I want you to come with a level of expectancy. I want you to come with a level of expectancy. I just expect God to do it. I just expect, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he sent his word and he healed me. Yes, yes. This is what you do with your level of expectation. You just start saying, God, I believe you. Mm. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Huh? I believe it. I believe it. And I cancel the assignment of things from years past that's affected everything about you. I release unto you the approval of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized. Thank you, Father. Huh? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, woman of God. God said he's going to do something in your house. God said he's doing it in the house. I don't know what's going on, but he sent me here tonight to let you know. He's heard your prayers. He's seen your tears. Ah. Jehovah Shammah is at that house. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah is at that house. It's a new day for you. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Get those hands up. Get the Reach high. Reach, reach, reach. Reach high. Reach high. Reach high. Mm. I feel a hunger. I feel a hunger in your spirit. God said he's going to feel the hunger. He said, I just want more of you, Jesus. I just want more of you. You've been designated as the deer that panted after the water brook. You even tonight shall feel a wind of glory in your home. The Spirit of the Lord said, get on your knees, get on your knees at home and get ready to feel the wind of God's glory. Feel the wind of God's glory. Thank you, Father. Destiny. A new place in the Holy Spirit. A new level. Old ah. things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Thank you, Father. Everyone repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I trust you in this process 
I trust you to take me to a place in you that I've never gone in before. My faith is so broad tonight until I'm going to believe you for anything and everything. I'm going to leave this space right here right quick just for you to talk to Jesus. For you to tell him what that anything and that everything is. Thank you. Get ready to talk. Yeah. He longs to hear your voice. While you're talking to him, he's talking back saying it's already done. While you're talking to him, he's talking back. I did that too. I did that too. I did that too. I've covered all of that. He's talking back saying, but today is the expiration date for that thing. Now it's a new thing in Christ Jesus. If you believe that by faith, and the Bible said according to your faith, not my faith, but according to your faith, so be it unto you. We're getting ready to have a Holy Ghost powwow. If you believe that God has heard your prayers, if you believe that you're getting out of your seat, walking down to this hour, was a testament of your faithfulness to God's word, then you're getting ready to praise him. And from this day on, whatever that thing, I hear Holy Spirit, whatever that thing was that you asked God for, you will not ask him for it anymore. He said in Ezekiel, Exodus 14 for the Egyptians who you have seen today you shall see them again no more forever for the Lord shall fight for you so what you have seen today you shall see it again no more forever for the Lord has fought for you so you will not ask for that particular thing again anymore not that but since you've asked him by faith and since you believe by faith then for the next 30 seconds I want you to praise God as if the Holy Ghost just dropped in your spirit and told you it was done. Come on, come on and praise Him. Whatever it is, come on and praise Him. Whatever it is, whatever it is, reach up in the heavenlies and praise Him. Reach up in the heavenlies and praise Him for whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, and Father, we thank you that by the power of the Holy Spirit, it is already done. Because you're here at the altar, and God has done something brand new, then the synergy of the connection of all of you here at the altar is that the Holy Ghost has done what he said he would do. (laughs) So what I need you to do is to testify to someone at the altar and tell them my God has done what he said he would do. Come on. Said with spiritual indignation. Said with spiritual indignation. My God has said, done what he said he would do. Your assignment for the rest of the year is to talk Jesus, victory, dominion, and power. Tell him about what God has done. Wear the brand of holiness and righteousness. Let the world know I'm one of them today. I'm not ashamed. Let them call you holy rollers. Tell them if you don't get out of the way, I'll roll all over you. Let your family know I have already declared and decreed that this is your year. You can run all you want to, but after a while you're going to run toward the church. Praising God, and you still smoking, you still drinking. But I call those things that be not as though they were. I speak in the Holy Ghost. Do I have anybody that'll do that? And it shall be done in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray, amen. And amen. As you get ready to go back to your seat, go back with the blessed assurance 
that St. Mark 11 said that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, do what? Believe it. And you shall receive it. And if you believe by faith, it's already done. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Now just have, have about three people say, I told you I'm a designated survivor. We're going to bless the Lord in the ministry of giving. My brother is coming. Hallelujah. I love you. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise in here. Come on, if you believe God ain't done in your situation, why don't you give him a praise? Is that the best praise you got? I said, give him a praise. If you believe that God is gonna do greater things in your life, greater things in your family, I want you to lift up a praise and say, God, I know you're good for it. When I praise you, you're gonna do it. Throw up your hands and come on and praise the Lord. Sing this, John, I've seen you move. Hallelujah. so much I want the ushers to come forward and we're gonna receive this offering and everything that comes in tonight is going to help her do what God has called her to do and that is to preach the gospel around the world we love her we appreciate her don't we love Joyce Rogers Calvary yes we do so this Wednesday night crowd thank you for coming out and being a part of what the Lord is doing because he's doing a new thing and tell your neighbor I'm a part of it 
Amen. So I want you to give tonight. You by live stream, this is your chance to give. And we believe as you give, everything that comes tonight is going to go into Joyce's ministry. And we're going to bless. She wasn't wearing socks, but if she was wearing them, we want to bless them off of her tonight. So you be faithful in your giving. Come on, ushers, and let's get ready. Father, thank you for the chance to give and to sow. Bless your people as they give in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Now listen, this next Sunday, I'm starting a new series called Made For More. Tell your neighbor, I'm made for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think that you are destined to be limited. Don't think that you are destined to be trapped. Have you ever had seasons and times in your life where you felt like you were made for more? Wave at me if you've ever been there. When you looked at your situation and everything about your situation said limitation, but I've come to tell you there's something more certain than your circumstances. If God has said a thing about you, then it shall come to pass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk next Sunday along these lines. It's wrong, but it's right. Tell your neighbor, it's wrong, but it's right. It can be a wrong time, it can be a wrong place, it can be a wrong situation. Everything about it can seem wrong. You can be in a boat, casting in the wrong time, putting your net out in the wrong place. But it doesn't matter if Jesus said you're going to find something in the middle of the day. You're going to find something when you ought not find something. It don't matter how it looks. It can be wrong, but God will make it right. And I'm telling you, it may not seem like you're going to see what you're going to see, but if God has said it, tell your neighbor, it shall come to pass. How many of you got some things you're believing is going to come to pass in the next season? Listen, I declare the blessing and favor of the Lord all on you. I want you to stand. John's going to sing us out of place tonight. We're still going to keep the food trucks open because your neighbor looks hungry. Come on. And if you want to stop by, you're certainly welcome to go out. And there are going to be several of the food trucks that are going to be left tonight. But we love you. Push your neighbor and say, I love you. Come on. How many of y'all coming back Sunday morning? If you're coming Sunday morning, make a little noise. I'll see you in one of the services. Hey, stop by in the back and buy one of Evangelist George Rogers' books. We love you. We'll see you next time. God bless you.